This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. (whistles) Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything. From which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However... When it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time, injury time. Knockout takes, Almunia saves, knockout follows in, Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy Dini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Hello and welcome to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Cole. And I'm Peter. Our very own Do Not Scratch Your Eyes moment may not have happened had you not been such a fuckwit, Mr. James, as you have revealed to your celebrity friends. We have told this tale previously on a podcast, which is why I knew about it, because you revealed it live on a podcast once and I went, hang on, what? What happened? What? I think you got a little bit of flack, but not much. From... No, but I'm expecting it to, to really go up a few gears now <laughs> Yeah. in terms of flack. Yes. Actually, we can probably cut that bit in here. We've had a voice message from Carl, who is a Watford fan. Now, we're going to play you the voice message. Carl has quite a confession to make. Going to take you back, Troy, if I may. 2014-15 season. Final game of the season against Sheffield Wednesday. All we had to do was beat Wednesday and Troy would lift the title for Watford. Unfortunately, a fan managed to get onto the pitch. Now, before you start, it wasn't myself. We're going to win the league. Let's make our way to the front because we wanted to get on the pitch. There was me, my daughter and my son. So we were waiting at the gate at the bottom. I then get a tap on the shoulder and it's this guy saying, excuse me, I need to get through. And the guy jumps over the barrier, over the advertising hoardings, and he's onto the pitch. He then calmly walks into the box just as Sheffield Wednesday are preparing for a corner. He literally starts hugging Jorelio Gomez and just creating... Havoc in there. I can't remember who spoke to him. It might actually have been Troy. But eventually, they get him off the pitch. Anyway, the corner is taken and everyone's sort of out of position trying to deal with this guy. And and Wednesday score. Wednesday equalise. And unfortunately, it cost us the title. We still went up that season. It was still fantastic. Um, And then we went on to, you know, to do great things in the Premier League. But basically, what I'm trying to say is it was my fault that that guy got on the pitch. So there you go. (laughs) Carl was responsible for letting the pitch invader come on the pitch. 
What do you reckon, Troy? A couple of things with that. <laughs> one, it was me who told him to get off the pitch. Was because it? Because we were one nil up and everything's happening. There's only a couple of minutes left. It's like, stop being a tit, you know. We've got a couple of minutes left. Get off. You can all come on afterwards. They then score. We draw 1-1. One, one. And one thing he doesn't know is I actually broke my hand of frustration. I punched through the um, the dugout on the way off the pitch and broke the glass and broke my hand. So he owes me a hospital bill as well. <laughs> so thanks, mate. No, uh, thank you for the nice messages, but the bill will be coming to you. <laughs> he now knows how to get it to you. Yeah. So, the only thing I would say is that geezer would have found a way onto the Yeah, no pitch. matter what. Anyway, yeah. He would have got yeah. around Carl. You don't yeah. think that Carl, as a big Watford fan and a father no. who's clearly got his, his capacity to be able to see what's going on, should have been conscious that this fella's up to something no good. He's maybe going to climb over the, the hoardings too soon soon we've got I to wait for the final whistle he's got he's too nice too polite if i'm there with my kids and we're first yeah there's a chance he could get a shirt someone yeah, like some yeah. memorabilia he's been nice let this fella in yeah it just shows that good guys finish yeah. last <laughs> <laughs> so there you go carl troy has heard your confession uh we've accepted your confession and apology yes we accept the apology definitely. but the bill for the broken hand will we'll be coming yeah. through the post to <laughs> you post that <laughs> So a broken hand there. I don't know if he's going to sue you personally for that, although I have tagged you into that, so now he knows who you are. Yes, and thank you. Yeah. I did see that, yes. <laughs> yes. Much appreciated. Yeah. Thank you for the... I didn't realise. So I've learned something, yeah, after all, after all that. But it was very good to get it off my chest, like, properly out there. And it, I think I missed a recording with you guys actually doing that, didn't I? As I, yes. as I remember. I can't remember which one it was now, because it was quite a long time ago yeah. that it was recorded. Yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't billed as it was told to me. I, I was expecting to be actually recording live or, or at least recording something. But I didn't even get to see Troy. Ben or Cammy, <laughs> so it actually sounds it sounds a lot better than it actually was, ladies and gentlemen. Let me just let me assure you of that. But you you've been you've been doing more hobnobbing celebrity type stuff, haven't you? Very soon, hopefully tomorrow. Actually, if it's um, League of Seventy Two, which is um, a essentially a podcast on YouTube, with I was talking to Sky Sports uh, Don Goodman. Uh, about Watford's chances of getting into the playoffs, which, as you can imagine, I was my normal buoyant self. Unfortunately, there was also a Luton fan there, which oh, was very difficult. No, but yeah, no. we did a we did a couple of um a couple of things, but it was an all that was an all day session that one. But yeah, good, really good, enjoyed it, and uh, yeah, that will be out soon, and I'm, I'm sure. I'll, I'll tag Justin and Peter in so that they can uh, they can watch it. They can watch me. I'll tell you this in advance. I was cool. asked to if I could to wear something Watford, i.e. a Watford shirt. So everybody else turned up in their obligatory kits or shirts. I, however, rocked up in... Ah, and a do not scratch your eyes top. This is what we like to see. In this very T-shirt. This is what we like um, to see. Oh, there you go. There were a few looks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I forgot his name now. Uh, Is it Sam Parkin? Sam Parkin is a scary-looking dude, actually. The old forwards, yeah. The old forwards, yeah. He he told me a fantastic story about how he missed out joining Watford. That um, was... Which, if we've got time... Under Boothroyd? Yeah, it was. It was yeah, I yeah, remember yeah. the rumours he was coming. I remember this. Yeah, yeah he, he'd signed. He was done. He, let's, I'll tell you now. So he, he basically told me that he, he met up with uh, A.D. Boothroyd, who said, yeah, you know, in terms of money, this is what you're going to get, what you're going to do. When he was joining, though, he was obviously, he was brand new to management, essentially. Watford was his first gig. Mm-hmm. And he said, there's a really good chance we're going to get relegated. So Sam, thinking that, sort of as he left, he phoned his agent. He said, look, I really liked it, but the the fact that he's sort of predicting or, or what for the favourites for 
relegation. I don't, I don't fancy that. So he actually declined to come to us. He then went to Ipswich, got promoted that season. He said it's it's the biggest regret of his of his career. Biggest regret of his career. He said because I would have been working with players like Darius wow. Henderson, Marlon King. So yeah. Well, would he? Would he? Because pro- we probably signed Henderson because we didn't yeah, get maybe. Parkin, perhaps. Maybe. Yeah, I think he. Th- I, I could have this wrong, but he did mention that during the sort of meetings or whatever they have, they were talking about other players that were coming in and Darius was mentioned to him. So I, I don't know. But yeah, you, you could be right. Similar players, wow. aren't they? Very big physical physical specimens. But yeah, that's it. That's it. I've, cool. Uh, cool. Yeah, been Very a, good. Been a, busy, been a busy boy. So we can look forward to more of Carl being a big media tart all over the place. Yes. Talking, uh, yeah. talking of media tarts, I see Ben Foster's uh, signed for Wrexham. Don't get me started on this. <laughs> well, there was an obvious link there, obviously. <laughs> now, do we think this is to uh, for him to dust off his goalkeeping gloves, or do we think this might be to enhance what? his media career? I, I can't or quite... dust off his GoPro, I think. <laughs> yes. I can't quite put my finger on it, but I think it might be more to do with the fact that they've got uh, uh, some sort of, uh, is it, uh, was it on Netflix or something, this Wrexham programme, Amazon Prime? I've never seen yeah. it, but I'm sure it's. Uh, I'm sure that might be the no, reason. Uh, we should probably um, contact our Sheffield United friends because they're big fans of the the Wrexham situation. Oh, they are, yeah. Of Wrexham. <laughs> I, I'm going. I'm going to weigh in with the with the old two words that make you both go. Oh God, here we go. In fairness, oh, here we he go. He's actually previously been at Wrexham, so it's kind of well. There, there is there is a former association going in at the end of March as they're top of the league. Does it look like an opportunity to, I don't know, finish off the season with a wonderful level of social media support uh, with uh, Ryan Reynolds, Rob McKelney and, um, you know, whoever? Yeah, probably. Absolutely, probably. But he does have an association. It will be interesting to know whether or not he is going in there and will suddenly be usurping whoever the keeper has been. I, I have no idea. I did watch first series of, of, of Wrexham, whatever it was. And it was yeah, yeah, thoroughly entertaining. But then we talked to Chad from the uh, from the red half of Sheffield who played them in the uh, in the cup and uh, some small level of animosity I would suggest which which isn't going to be further improved by uh, them going down the the the, the more media route but hey what can we do so they're also sponsored by TikTok which I find interesting because obviously his social media side of things well it, it, it walks hand in hand doesn't it absolutely if if you watch uh, we are Wrexham, which as I say is you know it's fun it's a fun watch it's along the the lines of you know all of the kind of all or nothing you know the Man City the Tottenham one in terms of a kind of fly on the wall but you occasionally got Ryan Reynolds suddenly coming into play which is a little bit odd but a little bit fun fair enough but that they went from having it was something like Ion Evans camper vans to TikTok <laughs> as, their, as their shirt sponsor I mean it's it kind of o- overnight it kind of completely completely changed but hey you know that, that that's what they're doing let's let them get on with it i suppose you know talking about ben foster and i think it's fair to say that a lot of people for a lot of people he blotted his copybook with the club uh in in how he has gone out how he's finished etc um i don't think many people will really be too worried about him going to wrexham it's just more of what we kind of knew already but then i got to thinking who has been the most irritating or frustrating Watford players of the last few years. And we could bring Ben Foster into this, but actually, I think Watford fans in general, and I'm happy to be shot down in flames per normal, normally find flair players or strikers the most frustrating. I have decided to put together this very afternoon, starting at the quarterfinals, we're going to do a run-in for who has been the most irritating player or the most frustrating player 
for the last few years. There you go. It's that broad. That's right. We're going to start off, and I'm going to want you guys to decide from the two players that I put each quarterfinal, then we'll work out who goes into the semi, who is the final, and then we will crown. We will crown the final frustrating slash irritating player. We start with... Oh, fucking hell, this is easy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Can I go first, then? Well, hang on. On the screen, Gerard Delefeo, and on the right-hand side, we have Andre Gray. Oh, dear. Yeah, good luck, Carl. Good luck. You go first. Don't forget, we're looking for the most irritating we'll go through, or the most frustrating. And you can decide whether they're going through as frustrating or irritating. Well, Andre Gray was about as irritating as Frush... So I will definitely put him <laughs> top of the <laughs> top of the tree there. We don't even need to have any more rounds. There we go. This that's that game over. Thank you. If I may, I think Delafeo was frustrating because if he played to the standard that he could play to consistently, he would have been without doubt one of the finest players in any league uh while he was with us. But he only flashed it on and off occasionally. To totally discount Delafeo from this is a little bit kind of quick, I think. I've got to try and work out in my mind is it frustration or irritation that wins this round? I mean, and this is why you're absolutely right. If they're irritating, but if they're frustrating, it is absolutely to do with their potential not being realised potentially. You know, it's, he, he that, was he was still fantastic for us, Delafeo. He was still fantastic for us. He he changed an FA Cup semi final on a sixpence. Andre Gray. I, I know he had that one two in the semi final as well, but quite honestly, fuck off. If I think. <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're right. Let's go with Andre. Let's go with Andre. Let's go with Andre. I think you're right. Yeah, you persuaded me on that. Andre marches through to the semi-final, everybody. Andre has gone into the semi-final on, I think, on, on, I think the irritating ticket. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Yes, yes, you're right. Delafeo was included there, Justin, because of your your personal frustration with him, because, you know, he was a flair player and he was at Watford. What should he be doing here? Right. (laughs) Second quarter final. Keenan Davis this season, of course. He scored in the last two games as we record this, but they found his play irritating um, or frustrating, shall we say. Nathan Ellington is up in the quarterfinal against him now. Now, we we all know, we all know that you're probably sitting there going, hang on, guys, when you do the preview show, you normally put Ellington and Andre Gray into the one, two, three, just to have a go at them. You're doing that again. You bet you we are. Absolutely. <laughs> so who are you going to go for? Davis or Ellington. Well, Justin, you go first this time. Yeah. For me, this is a, a replay of the previous slide. Frustration with Davis, irritation <sighs> with Ellington. So again, is it frustration or irritation? Davis is only on loan, and I, I, I don't know uh, goal tallies who scored more, but I imagine they're on a par with each other. He didn't cost us three point two five million pounds, so I'm going to go with Ellington in this round. Right. Well. Um... Yeah, I'm going to put a slightly different spin on it, but probably get the same result. Uh, for me, the the, uh, the reason Davis is frustrating is I, I don't necessarily think we play to his, and I know people don't like this term, play to his strengths. He's a player that will hold the ball up 
but he needs players in and around him. And we've got players nowhere near fucking in and around him, just in terms of the system we play. So, I, you know, I do I do feel for him a little bit. Yeah. Nathan Ellington, however, Justin's just pretty much taken the wind out of my sails. Yeah, we paid a lot of money for him. He was coming into the club as the, the next messiah. You know, quite honestly, he was... <laughs> well, he's fucking awful, wasn't he? <laughs> so it is with a heavy heart that I do, unfortunately, have to move Nathan Ellington into the next round. So we've got a quarterfinal matchup of Andre Gray versus Nathan Ellington. That's, That's going to be a tricky one. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Certainly not in this postcode. We're going to get to the tricky ones now because these might be frustrating. Here we but go. But we're going to leave a good one till last. This might split the audience. Ismail Asar and Roberto Pereira. What do we think about these two players? Have they flattered to deceive? Which one has been better? Which one is going through to the semi-final? This is this is you're right. This is a tricky one. Um, Shall I take this one first, Justin? Yeah, you 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 go. uh, No, no, you go first. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Um, Right. Okay. So let me let me sum this up very quickly. Um, Saar has cost us an absolute fortune in terms of transfer. I forget. Off the top of my head, what Pereira cost us? Somebody will be able to tell me. Um, Thirteen million. Thirteen. Okay. So yeah. So there's there's a big big difference there. Pereira w- was very similar to Sar in, in terms of if he fancied it, he could do it. But if he didn't, he, he he was he was nothing. So they're very similar like that. But I think just nicking it for me because of moments that I never thought I'd see as a Watford supporter that that player produced, which is Pereira. Because he did score some beautiful goals. I do also blame him for the FA Cup defeat, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to take Saar into the next round. Saar is going through. I think you may have forgotten Liverpool at home, Man United. No, at I haven't. Home. No, because I wore my I wore my pants, just my pants, to the pub. So I haven't forgot that. Right. Okay. <laughs> In fairness, I, I've tried to forget that. Yeah. <laughs> Again, this is very tricky because they were both they're both flair players, if you like. I think we probably oh, this is gonna sound terrible. I think we saw more flair in Pereira. I think that the, the monetary value does come into play here as well. So I think I'm gonna give Pereira a pass and go with Saar. So gentlemen, the last quarter final. Are they frustrating? Are they irritating? Have there been players left off who should be included in this quarterfinal? Have I got it hideously wrong? Chances are, yes, because it's me. But here we go. Can you name them both? Is that Fabrini? It's Foresty, it's Forestieri, and it's Diego Fabrini. Yeah. Two creative attacking midfield slash deep attackers. The question is, which one was the most frustrating or the most irritating? And who are you going to put through to face? Ishmael Asar in the semi-final. For me, all is forgiven for Forestieri for being part of that goal uh, against Leicester in the semi-final in 2013. So um, I think I'm going to give uh, Forestieri a pass and put Fabrini in. I like I like your I like your style Ooh. there, Justin. What do you say, Carl? You're going with that also, are you? Well, yeah, Forestieri. He was a stroppy so and so, but he forgiven for for what I don't really remember Diego Fabrini. I've got a photo of him on my phone which I found today. <laughs> which is really random. And, you put it... <laughs> and I don't remember him really doing anything in a Watford shirt. He was at that sort of weird time. But yeah, um, yeah, just Diego Fabrini because I don't really remember him. So he must have been rubbish. There you go. That's why he's going through. 
I think I think Diego Fabrini came in, and I don't know if you you recall, we played Granada in a preseason game, and we wore the maroon kit at home from memory, and he scored an absolute belter, and everyone went, oh my god, what have we got here? Because he was the, one of these jinking players, he could drop his shoulder, he could go past somebody, he t- he, you know, he had two good feet finishing. But he seemed to just kind of go, oh, it's, it's August. It's feeling a bit late in the year. I think I'll, I think I'll stop now. Um, he got a goal. He got the three-all um, game at Reading. He got the final goal there. And he just didn't really, he was just too flimsy. Kind of do, do some things where you go, oh, you're in a good position. And then he just kind of collapsed under the weight of gravity, which was always frustrating. Fabrini goes through against Saar. We have to go to take a look at the first semi-final. And I have to say, I think it is the seedy side of the draw here. Because in the first semi-final, oh, wow. we are looking at Nathan Ellington versus Andre Gray. I don't know if you've got a piece of paper to put between these two irritants, but what are you going to be doing? I'm going to go to Justin first because Carl's led a couple of times there. Who has been the greater irritation for you or the most frustrating player, Nathan Ellington or Andre Gray? Well, okay. Well, this is this is a this is a terrible choice, isn't it? Really, because th- this has happened before. Uh, oh God. Um, <laughs> Just for the £15 million difference. <laughs> this is a terrible choice. It is. Just for the £15 million difference, Gray goes through for me. Carlos, is Gray the man to for you to put through to the final? Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't put a bus ticket between these two. I really do irritate the piss out of me, both of them. I've got to pick one. So I'm going to pick, just because he was a bit of a cock as well, I'm going to pick Andre Gray. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. <laughs> at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Just because he was a massive, massive helmet. um, And Nathan Ellington didn't really... I mean, the the internet was there, but it was probably a dial-up tone, wasn't it? So we didn't quite see as much of him. And, you know, he wasn't constantly on my Instagram smoking a cigar when he should be scoring goals. (laughs) Yeah, and we... And we didn't have to have a, a special video made either where there was a yes, sit down for apologies yes. and things. So, yeah. Yeah. And then pissed off Luther Blissett in the, in the <laughs> yes, interim exactly. as well. So, yeah. So, so because of that, uh, we, we should. Is that him into the final, by the way? That is him into the final. Oh, Absolutely, good. I do. I do admire the fact that Nathan Nathan Ellington is is basically omitted from this on the basis that he didn't piss off unnecessarily Luther Blissett. That's a reasonable <laughs> bloody thing to not be doing. I reckon that's a good thing. That's a very good thing. Make make mental note. Make mental note. Future Watford stars. If you don't want to be in this, stop irritating legends. Right. Okay. So we come to. Possibly the uh, the wild card side of the draw, where we have Diego Fabrini, who you two can barely remember, grief, and obviously current superstar 
living legend, very expensive liability on the balance sheet, Mr. Ishmael Assar has done great things, has stats which are kind of okay, but obviously he's got the price tag. And this is about the frustration as well as being the irritation. Who are we going to put through? Is it Diego? Is it Ishmael? Uh, who's going first? You are. Carl. Oh, am I? Right. Okay. Well, this is um, this is actually quite easy for me, I've got to be honest. Um, I've got a photo with Diego Fabrini on my phone. You've got on so, with Sar as well. Only he's in a car I game. Have, yes, <gasps> but he's in the car. <laughs> that was stolen, that photo. It wasn't taken. So, yeah, you've, you've just mentioned there the price tag, and you've also mentioned that he's he done a, a, a few good things. Has he lived up to... Our expectations as supporters, Islamos, I don't know that he has. I think he's very much underachieved at our football club. I think he's very close to leaving our football club because of that, because he hasn't hit the dizzy heights that he should have. And and we've seen worse players come and go from this football club uh, in, in terms of technical ability that have that have achieved more than he has. Based on the fact that he is a whingy, pissy little so-and-so that's now been kicked out of the Senegal team. Ha, ha, ha. I'm going to put him into the final with Andre Gray. Wow. Justin, are you going with it? Or are you going for the man that both Middlesbrough and Birmingham fans describe as who? Who was that? (laughs) Which one is going through? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's tall poppy syndrome here, isn't it? Um, it's it's going to have to be Saad that goes through because for all the reasons that Cole gave, um, yeah, I think he's just been one of those massive disappointments. He won't be reviled when he leaves. Uh, he'll be remembered fondly, but he's not going to be remembered as one of our best ever players, which is a shame because that's what he was set yeah. up to be. So, yeah, it's going to be a grey Saar final, I think. It is a great SAR final. And I think probably what we've got is one irritating and one could have been so good frustration in Andre Gray and Ishmael Assar. Both bought in, you know, one, the most expensive player we've ever signed. The other, the second most expensive player we've ever signed. This may be, this may be just saying something to uh, to, to, to the uh, to the recruitment team that, uh, you know, blurting a load of money. We're not really that good at it. Go and, go and have more intelligent, lower priced purchases. That's what we want. But we're going to go to Justin, sir. Who are you going to have as king of frustration? We appreciate they're in kind of two different categories here. Well, I mean, Andre Gray is is one of those players. I remember when we got uh, relegated to the uh, championship in the Premier League and someone who's on this call here said to me, don't worry, he'll be good in the championship. Now, bear in mind, I didn't know you at this point, Peter. That leaves one other person that could have said this. <laughs> I remember saying, but we bought him in the Premier League. That's where he was bought to do a job. So I don't care if he can do it in the Championship. He should have been doing it in the Premier League. He didn't do it anywhere, as far as I'm concerned. If you take his wages into consideration as well, which you know we haven't even mentioned, which reportedly somewhere about £75,000 per week, and the £18 million price tag, we did the maths once, it worked out at something like £1.3 million per goal. Yeah, he's, he's got to be Andre for me, uh, and I'm going to let Sar off on this occasion. Andre has nearly got his hands on the cup. Again, words no one has ever used. Oh, no, he did. He, he, he won the championship with Burnley, didn't he? Fair play to him. Carlos, who are you going to go for? Well, based on the the start of this little section was frustration, wasn't it? 
that was the the, the not not anger mm-hmm. or disappointment. Okay, so based on it, it was it was frust it was frustration or irritation, frustration okay. or irritation. So yeah, so I, I'm I'm really split then because Andre Gray irritates me for everything that Justin's just said. Uh, Saar frustrates me uh, massively. So I'm probably going to cause a ruckus here, but I'm going to go with it anyway. But Andre Gray is, we know what he is. You know, he's cost us loads of money and he did do it in the championship for many, many clubs. I mean, whoever said that to Justin probably had a little bit of intelligence about him, but it was just unfortunate (laughs) that at the time, at the time when he came to the club, that, that, that... That had run out. If Whoever you, that was. If you measure intelligence in points of Stella, yes. <laughs> Quite possibly. Well, listen, intelligence can be found in many different varieties, and Stella <laughs> is one of them. So moving on from that, anyway. Yeah, so so Andre Gray is 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 he is what he is. He's a very he, he makes me angry. He, he, I've got no real positive things to say about him in, in terms of his time at Watford. What I am gonna say is I am massively, massively frustrated at Saar. I think he's been a a complete underwhelming signing with the odd glimpse of brilliance, the odd glimpse of brilliance. Um, When the club has needed him, when the team has needed him, he's not been there, he's been injured, he he then turns up for Senegal. I'm sure there's lots of stuff that goes on behind the scenes in, in terms of that, but I am massively frustrated with that signing and the money and everything that's associated with him. So... I'm going to split the room and I'm going to put him as my player to put the other hand on the trophy. What do we do now? Is it a penalty shootout now? Do we? Do we? What happens? Well, it's 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 either that or I get the casting vote. Yes, there you go, casting and, vote, uh, Peter. Yes, and I'll keep everybody in suspense. No, I won't. Of course, it's fucking Andre Gray. Bloody <laughs> hell. There's no doubt about that. I mean, we said Saar is a player of moments. Saar's player of moments have come against Reading when he scored two goals in about thirteen seconds, and you know, and in the in the uh the season where we went up and how he kind of pulled us up andre gray's moments so far have been now let me think he scored from two yards at newcastle and fucked me right off because we'd all traveled up there and he gave it the big one i think i've mentioned that before and like he like he launched one in from 25 yards out and was going there's you go let's not forget you know the lockdown stuff was just supremely irritating not just irritating but he also took at that point fit nathaniel chalabar and Domingos Keener away from the ground as well. And he was just basically a twat. Um, no, nothing to do with with anything else. It's definitely to do with him being a fucking irritant. Andre Gray wins it all out. Yes, there, there we go. We have a winner. We have a winner. Well done, Peter. Very good. <laughs> Enjoyed that. That was good fun. Hi, this is Johnny Phillips, and you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. I don't really want to go too much into the uh, the the, the Gino meeting thing because there's there's been a lot of things that are sort of going on in the background, and I, I don't think it's very helpful to bring anything out in the light yet because there's really not much that has happened. Um, but before all of this, going back to the what day was this? The twelfth of March. March. So it's probably probably the same day as Palachi Gino or Palachi Gino was launched. A tweet went out.
out, which was, what's been the worst decision during the Pozzo era? And there's been some responses now. We can we can look at these very quickly in, in the same way that we looked at the other thing the other day, which was the unpopular opinions. If you're happy to listen to a few of those, I can I can read them out. One that sticks out straight away comes from Wirral Hornet Steve uh, and his worst decision under the Pozzo era, QSF Mark II, Ranieri and Roy. There's no argument with that yet. Fair play. Steve selecting three. He's having his cake and eating it. Well done, Steve. Well he done. is. Well, done. well, if you think that's bad, who's this now? This is Watford FC nine. Uh, gives us a well. Gives us a complete list. Not paying players after cup final. Not backing Javi. Not thanking Mariapa. Keeping the same centre backs for years. Not keeping Gomez at the club. Mogi Bayat players. Bringing Flores back. Roy Hodgson. Not giving Edwards more time. And the rest. That's how he finishes off that one. Um, he's done well there. He's done well. He's covered the bases, hasn't he? He's definitely. That's that's uh, that's less of a response. It's more of an autobiography of the club, really, isn't it? I mean, it's absolutely it spot on. Every single one. We're being really grumpy today, aren't we? Are. we? This is good. I'm enjoying this. Yeah. This next one actually feeds into the last segment. Brad has says, buying Sar as a marquee player that didn't suit the player, the team, or the manager. Yeah. I like it. I think that hits an underpinning to problems that have existed for the last, well, literally since 2019. You know, signing players that the manager neither wants nor needs based upon what's thought to be commercial opportunity. You know, they thought that we could bring in a player um, at the next level up from what we bought and that people would see him and go, right, OK, we'll, we'll turn him from whatever he was, 27 million to 80 million. Crushing, crushing decision. Yep. Absolutely. I think recruitment in general has been pretty fucking horrid the last few seasons, hasn't it? I mean, that would be one of my top sort of vents at them. At FPL underscore JMO says, when they decided against buying Ake after his loan, this was the first signs of a lack of interest and investment in defence. Good call there. Ake, great player. Yeah, I, I was a little bit close to that. Ake wanted to be wanted to stay, but I, I I think it was more. Where was he at the time? Was he at Chelsea? Yeah, I can't remember where he was. He was he at was, Chelsea. He? I, I thought part of it was that he wanted and he saw his long term career playing at centre back because if you remember, we had Kike Sanchez Flores. Now, by the time the end of the season, of course, he's moved on. We got Matsari coming in, so you could have argued that people at the club could have said, "Well, yeah, you'll get to play centre back." But at the time, we got Pirlo, we got Britos, we got you know a quirky. Mm. I'm talking about as having strength at, at, at central defence. God, yeah. we've got Cathcart, we've got I, a number I, of people. Was he going to get in the team at that particular point? I liked Ake. I thought he was a real good player. I really did. Yeah, I was I was a bit gutted when he uh, when he went. So if he if he wanted to come and we didn't we didn't bring him in, uh, it, it it was silly. Um, I can't remember how much he went to Bournemouth for, but Bournemouth have never been hesitant to splash the cash. We know, and I think if I remember rightly, it was quite it was quite a figure for him. I mean, it was kind of I, I thought it was kind of like fifteen twenty million. I appreciate they got forty million down the road for him, but um, it was quite a quite an amount to lay down for somebody who'd had one season playing in the Premiership at left back where they weren't going to play him. So I've I've a little bit more sympathy, but then we went and got Holibas, so I've got no head sympathy at all. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, going back to the worst decisions under the Pozzo era, uh, Scott Atkinson, uh, three words he's used here, signing Danny Rose. Well, this is is exactly correct. (laughs) This is exactly correct. That's like saying custard makes apple pie taste better. Yes, it does. Would that be the biggest foul (laughs) under the Pozzo? So here, though, signing Danny Rose, or is it just one of them? In ter- in terms of recruitment, do you think? 
Or... Well, in terms of signing Danny Rose, I mean, is that is signing Danny well, yeah. Rose one of the worst things or the worst thing that the Pozzo era has brought us? I think there's worse than signing Danny Rose. Although it's it was yeah. shit. Let's not get it wrong. Yeah, yeah. In in fairness, I think Carl has actually got it absolutely right in his comment about signing Danny Rose because I would suspect that. Uh, Custard and possibly pie <laughs> had an awful lot to do with why this with, really went wrong, yeah, quite wrong. in quite a large way. And this is me saying it. God, <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I break out into flames, you'll know I'm being kind of yeah. Never mind. <laughs> it's very good. Peter Ryan says, uh, trusting Italian sports scientists and data experts who've no experience of the championship or Premier League stresses. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant comment. That 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 would be the big thing for 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 me. In terms of, you know, if you're bringing these managers in and this is their model, sorry, I hate, I keep saying managers, coaches, you're bringing these people in to coach football and do all the footballing side of it. What on earth are all these fucking idiots doing on the outside of it? Pissing in as well, getting involved with stuff that, that you know, let the guys do their bloody jobs that they're, they're paid to do. It just, it, it seems daft from, from me, but Peter will explain all because he knows stuff well just 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 take a look at Udinese and Roberto Pereira and Delafeu they've done well in Serie A because it's played at a different tempo it's it's played far more tactically it's played far more slow 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 quick you know whereas we know what the championship is and the premiership is basically just a slightly refined version of the championship in real you know I appreciate it's less harem scarum but it's kind of it, it's played at such a different tempo I think uh, I mean P- Peter puts in um, comments on the five word reviews and kind of elongated stuff for, for the spaces and he's always very spot on I think he's chosen his words not only beautifully but absolutely spot on in terms of there being a cultural difference between football here and football in Italy yes they could be complementary but but, you know, Roberto Pereira was kind of pissing all over AC Milan the other day. That says an awful lot. He had a real problem with the physicality and trusting his body, yes, post-injury in the in in the premiership because it was like, oh my God, they're in my face. They're shutting me down quick. It's incredibly fast-paced. We know all of that. And Pete, Peter's comment there plays absolutely to that 100%. Well, this next one might seem um, important to the person who posted it, but after that, Probably not so much to us. At Sir Hornet says, serving powdered tea in the Sir Elton John, though it was swiftly removed following complaints. Well, it's a, it's quite honestly, it's a fucking disgrace. Whoever puts powdered tea <laughs> in this country should be shot at dawn, quite honestly. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think he's being flippant with that myself. Uh, uh, no, 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 I don't think he is. I I, I appreciate that, uh, you know, I just bigged up you know Peter Ryan's comments and they were good. But in comparison, powdered tea is basically sacrilege practically treason i mean let's be honest yeah oh, i completely agree treason the hornet we're with you okay um fine uh sean gawley it's, national, it? it's the national drink yes, I you can't piss around with tea justin you cannot fuck around with tea this is no. i'm i don't drink tea so i'm learning this okay so uh sean gawley says any decision they've ever made in january not a bad shout <laughs> Like it. <laughs> have we ever made any there, there have been a couple of good January signings though I mean Delafeu was a January signing on loan wasn't he because he was he was he was more or less bought in if I remember rightly almost as a as a present for Yavi because he was yeah. kind of uh it was like right here you go <laughs> here you go Jerry we've signed you now you're going to go and play a nil nil uh at Stoke <laughs> I mean crikey there's cultural adaption for you isn't it crikey out loud 
Yeah, uh, th- there's an awful lot of sacking Javi in this. I mean, like every other post is sacking Javi. A lot of people feel very, very strongly about that. So Peter Tomlin says not renewing Will Hughes's contract. Probably got pa- Paolo Venazza to probably look a little bit more at that one than, than us. I think that was more an agent doing his deeds than the player. player player wanted to stay you know a player that we could have we could have built something around and especially in in, in the in the championship as well you know we know he can do it either side of that the, the premier league and in the championship no 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 we, we, we missed him greatly again loads and loads of sacking javi so i think really the uh the decision has to be is it the sacking of javi or was it the italian uh sports sports scientist thing that we think is probably the worst decision. Yeah, no, I think the sports scientist for me. That's where I kind of sit. All, all, all the meddling with the football um, bits and bobs. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I said at the time that, I, you know, in fairness, I, I thought Yabby's time had come. I thought he'd been found out, but they never gave him a chance to try to turn it around. The cup final covered up a myriad of, of, of issues for me personally. And we all know what happened at, in, in the league sorry, after the FA Cup, I should say, in terms of the bonuses and the upset of the players. None of that falls at Yabby's door. And we couldn't, we didn't know that at the time. We didn't see that at the time. Mm. But um, in, in fairness, I would probably go back to the point earlier on where it said about not paying them the bonuses. You know, we we had we had a good team and we basically dicks about with it. Yabby, yeah, I think he's unfortunate not to have been given the chance. But it was even more the fact that he, he had his team and the motivation. It was almost like they were kept, kept going, we know you're doing a job we're just gonna a really good job we're gonna just make it a little bit harder for you completely unnecessarily are you all right with that great we'll keep doing that and then after four you know four games you sack him off and then you bring in uh, Kike who was just going you know just seemed clueless so no 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 it's all been it's all been a myriad of incompetence. There you go. Thank you very much to everybody that answered that question. Uh, gave us 15 minutes to stuff the chew over on a podcast. So thank you very much. Well done. Hi, this is Tommy Mooney. And you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. So, Peter, Palachi Gino, have you, have you got anything that you'd like to sort of update us with on that at all? Yes. Well, I went off on one on uh, on the spaces on, on Saturday on the uh, on the post-match phone in talking about it. Just uh, do bear with us, everybody. There are a number of meetings. There's a lum- number of things going on and we will be announcing stuff as we go one thing to say though because i know some people have been asking about it want to know we're probably looking at june possibly even early july to get this done uh we will be involving the whole of the supporter group we're just working out kind of we've got some ideas in terms of this we're exploring them i've got a couple of meetings tomorrow with people that will kind of work out some of the logistics and then when we can we will share with everybody but we will have people in the room who are not just groups we will have individuals there everybody will have an opportunity to contribute in terms of the questions that are put forward and also you will get to you know see or hear elements of this as soon as we can afterwards in terms of streaming it live is probably not preferable the only reason i'm saying that is because if you remember the live one that was done with scott duxbury and vladimir ivic it really was a cure to both insomnia and irritable bowel syndrome it was awful not nobody gave a proper answer to anything everybody just gave politicians answers that's not what we want here we want it to be absolutely spot on we want questions to be put forward by the supporters agreed in terms of what questions are going to be put forward representation being put forward individuals occurring all there but we 
we've got to then try to get it to you as soon as we feasibly can afterwards. And there will be a number of ways that you're going to be able to digest that. So June, July, we're still working with, through with stuff. There will be a communication coming very, very shortly. Please bear with us. One thing I would add to that is uh, if you think running a podcast takes up a lot of your time, wait till you try and su- yeah. sort out a supporters committee. That is, I'll tell you what, this is, yeah, yeah. In depth, to say the least. Yeah, it is in depth. Exactly. We are working with other people and I just want to say a huge thank you to the people we got involved. They will be known to you and you will get confirmation as to who is involved at this moment in time. Many of them you already know, but a lot of people are working really hard to try to do this on behalf of the supporters. This isn't something you're going to be finding out after the event. This is there's going to be a long lead into this for us to be able to make sure everybody's involved. I will shut up. Thank you so much. Bear with us. Right. Well, that brings us to the end of this podcast that's going to take quite a lot of editing because there's a lot of gaps and and, and things. So uh, I've got my work cut out there. But Pondering Peter this evening. Pondering Peter. That's who we've <laughs> yes, had. Yes. We, we've, managed to, we've managed to do something when I don't actually have working Wi-Fi in my house. <laughs> Christ alone knows how, but uh, good luck with that. He did the old, um, uh, Justin would have seen this, he did the old, uh, my wife's playing up again. He did. You really need to, (laughs) you really need to sort out your predictive text. Uh, the next time that you'll probably be hearing from us will be a special that we're going to do with Andy Collins and Justin Dealey of BBC Free Counties Radio. One a Watford fan, one a Luton fan. I wonder why we're doing that one. So that's going to be recorded uh, Monday. Hopefully that'll be out kind of midweek. And um, we're hoping to speak to Oak Road Hatter as well to do uh, a chat with them and an opposition view. So those are, those are the sort of things that are happening next week and a lot of Palachi Gino stuff as well. But in the meantime, uh, look after yourselves. Have a, a great week. You owns. You owns. You owns. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.